Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. You are about to hear some of the secrets from one of the world's greatest living speakers. Les Brown, if you're not familiar with him, is an absolute legend. He is a Hall of Fame speaker. He also won the the Toastmaster Golden Gavel. He's spoken in front of 80,000 people at one time in, in live, you know, arenas and stadiums and just an amazing man. And we got a chance to meet him through one of our clients and uh, a really good friend of ours named Judd. And we got to interview him and Ona, which you're about to hear in just a minute. And Les talks about how he built this worldwide brand, how he uses the stage, how does he tell stories? And it's just a really, really incredible, I think, you know, kind of was a once a lifetime opportunity for me and an honor to get to to sit down with him. So you're going to hear that. And then of course, in the next episode, AJ and I will come back with the recap. We're going to debrief it and we're going to go through and dissect exactly what he said. And also some of the amazing insights from his daughter, Dr. Ona Brown, who we had not met before, but we were really blown away with. So it's going to be awesome. We're so, so glad that you are here. We'll get started just after this message. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Well, my friends, you are witnessing probably one of the greatest moments in my professional career right now, because most of the people that we are bringing to you as part of the summit are people that I've known for years. Some of them, several of them are clients or they're people that I've you know, helped with their launch or they've helped me with you know, one of my book launches or something. But right now you are witnessing a chance for me for the first time ever to meet Les Brown and his daughter, Dr. Ona Brown. I've never talked with them before. And through a connection, a friend of ours, a mutual friend named Judd, we set this up. And so you have a chance to learn here at the feet alongside of me to one of the legends in this business. Les Brown, uh, if, if you're not familiar, has inspired millions of people around the world. He is a, won the CPAE Award from the National Speakers Association, that's the Hall of Fame. He also won the Golden Gavel. He was also called one of the top five speakers in the world by Toastmasters International. He's spoken for audiences as large as 80,000 people, has hundreds of thousands of social media followers, and is just one of the most inspiring 
people on the planet. And then sitting next to him here is his wonderful and amazing daughter, Dr. Ona Brown, who is also an expert in personal and professional transformation. She has been in the business for decades. Uh, she's spoken throughout the world, Australia, England, uh, Stockholm, and South Africa. Her client roster is very impressive in her own right. American Airlines, British Petroleum, Federal Reserve, Deloitte, United Way. And she worked with her father, started out in his organization, climbed the ranks, you know, started as a sales professional, did customer service, was a top negotiator, eventually was the CEO of Les Brown Unlimited, and now is an entrepreneur herself. And so they've lent us here about uh, 30 minutes of their time to just get to know them. So Les and Dr. Ona, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and giving us the opportunity to share your audience and, and be able to give them some insight on this area that we love and has been our passion for years. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's, it really is amazing. And I, you know, I was trying to think about, okay, you get this one chance in your life to sit down with you two and what are you going to say? And, I think my first question is just so simple is, and I would love for both of you to give me your opinions on this, especially since, you know, the people watching and myself, we're, we're playing the role of student and your teacher and Ona is both a teacher and also has been, you know, I would think one of your number one students side by side. But I guess to start with you, Les, if you had to say, what do you think is the difference between the kind of speaker that changes the world and just another speaker. I, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad speaker. I think everyone who steps on stage has this desire to serve and help. But I was personally mentored by somebody I, I know you know, Zig Ziglar was a, a personal mentor of mine for about five years. And you know, there's people like that that change the world. Is there anything that you've learned that you could say, this is what you should put your mind to if you wanna kind of have that type of impact? Absolutely. Well, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked that question. Very few people ask that question. And Zig, I love Zig. He was phenomenal. I, I've seen him so many times. We've shared the stage. That was one of the goals and dreams I had to open for Zig. And it was just a great experience. He's just an incredible human being. The major key to becoming successful in the speaking industry, and my daughter and I, we train speakers and we share with them what we see as the major key. The difference between people who change the world and people who just speak. People who change the world use stories. When I came into the industry, the majority of speakers, they were speaking from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill as a Bible, providing information from that book. Now listen to me, if information could change people, everybody would be skinny, rich, and happy. <laughs> so what, what we do, my daughter, as, as a coach, as a speaker, and what I do, we come with our story. Now, why? Because a story has a human face. And so when I came into the industry, and, and this is something else for people who are coaches, entrepreneurs, and business people, Mike Williams, who's the author of the book called The Road to Your Best Stuff, I hired him as my coach. And the reason I did, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. I saw him speaking and I enjoyed his style of speaking and how he had me on the edge of this, my seat along with the, the other audience members. And I asked him to be my coach and mentor. 
because I wanted to do what he did. I wanted to impact the audience the way that he did. And so there are three things that's important. One, getting a coach, somebody who speak on the level, you say, whoa, I like that, and hire them as a coach. The second thing is having a message that I'm known for. You got to be hungry. So mm -hmm. those of you who've never seen me, if you go on YouTube and put it, Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome, you'll see that story. So having a signature message, and that's what Mike helped me to come up with. So everybody has a story, as Maya Angelou said. There's nothing as painful as an untold story buried in your soul. And the third thing is, which is major, using your story to orchestrate an experience to transform the audience individually and collectively. Mm -hmm. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that once a man or woman's mind has been expanded with an idea, concept, or experience, it can never be satisfied to going back to where it was. The speaking industry has been hijacked by speakers who speak to sell. We speak, and I train speakers, to change lives. Impact drives requests and income. You transform mm -hmm. people's lives and transform how they see themselves, that's going to impact the kind of results that they're able to produce in their lives. And they will want your product. You don't have to sham it down the throats or come up with neuro-linguistic programming or, or group hypnotics and other techniques or use all kind of profanity or F-bombs. <laughs> all that, you know. If you provide value for people, they will want to develop a relationship with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. So, you know, Dr. Ona, you got a chance to kind of watch your father do this. You, yeah. teach other, you teach other people to do it. Is there anything you would kind of add to this idea? I mean, get a coach, super big believer. What about the, like, the message part specifically? I think that's one of the things that a lot of the people that come to Brand Builders Group, they're struggling to figure out what their message is. Is there anything that helps with that? Well, let me just say that's a good question because we call her the message midwife. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. Does. Yes. Go ahead. I'm the message midwife and I help people to actually give birth to their unique message that they want to <laughs> And uh, that's what I've been doing since 1995 and it is my magnificent obsession. I'm so grateful and honored every time we are able to help a voice to come forth that's been waiting and trying to figure out where is my voice? What does my voice have to share with the world? And one of the things that I would like to add to what dad just said is the fact that he genuinely cares about people. My father genuinely loves people and wants to see people be able to have their greatest life, to live their dreams and to become the greatest version of themselves. And so when I think about someone that's able to actually impact the world, it's important that we look at the foundation, the actual base intention of why you are speaking. Is it because you want to impress people and show people how successful mm. you are? Is it because you want to be able to, are you feeding for the mic for attention? Or is it because you genuinely are here to want to make this world a better place before you take your last breath? 
And that is the space that we have always come from and we enjoy working with and coaching because we don't coach everyone. We believe there are certain people that are cut from the same cloth and branches of the same tree. And if you are coming from the space of wanting the world to be better and wanting to do your part to make it happen, that's when you're able to actually impact the world, which is the name of my company, World Impact Now. Mm, amen. I love that. That's such a simple thing, but it's like people can tell, right? Like they can tell when you're there to serve them and support them. And then they can also tell when you're trying to steal attention or you're trying to like satisfy your own self-worth or, or sell something, you know, as you say. And I think that's, that's really good. One of the things, and I'm cheating here a little bit because you coach Judd, is one of your clients and that he's also one of our clients on the strategy side, you know, as he shared with me that, cause I asked him, I was like, well, gosh, like, what are you learning? Like, what are the things they're telling you? And he said that you guys really focus on teaching kind of reaching the heart and moving people emotionally, kind of like what you said with a story and not just information, but is there anything that you think from a technical standpoint that people can do to move people on more of the heart level. And I, and I think, you know, when people think of Les Brown, I think they think of this straight from the heart, like right to the gut, honest, catch you in the core. Is that something that can be taught or? Absolutely. Yes. And yes. Let me jump in first. No. <laughs> 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 we emphasize the importance of speaking from your heart and not your head. Most people are coming from their head, right? So we say get out of your head and get into your heart because when you speak from your heart, it's going to connect with the hearts of the audience members. Okay, go ahead, Dan. Well, how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. So mm -hmm. we train people to do three-dimensional storytelling where you expand their mind and vision of themselves beyond their mental conditioning and circumstances, where you touch their heart because the heart, it, we're basically emotional people, and you ignite their spirit, distract them from their thinking presently, interrupt that mindset, touch their hearts, and ignite the spirit. You know, there's no saying you take a horse to the water, you can't make them drink. However, if you know how to effectively communicate, you create the thirst where they want to drink. And, and so when you look at how to get people to go there, I want to ask you a question, please. When you look at your life and go back when you were like four or five years old, you look around, mm -hmm. who's the first person that you looked at, that you admired, that you loved, and that had a, a great impact on you? Who was that person? You asking me directly? Yes. Gosh, you know, there's so many people, but the person I usually I'm talk about... Four or five years old. I'm talking about... <laughs> well, it's really my mom. I was raised by a single mother and, you know, she sold Mary Kay and like was trying to make money on the side and raised two kids. And she was 22 years old and had no college degree and had been divorced twice. And so she wasn't educated, like, but she always, I remember her saying, she's like, Rory, one day you're going to go to college and you're going to get a full ride scholarship because I'm not going to be able to afford to send you. <laughs> But she, would, she was the first person that I remember saying, you can do anything. Whatever you dream of is available to you. So that was my mom. Good. What, now, what's your mother's name? Tessie. Tessie. Good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what did you pronounce your first name? Rory. Rory. Rory is how you say it, yeah. 
Hello, my name is Rory. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to write something down. You can do anything. I want you just that one statement. And I want you to think about your goals and your dreams and your personal life, your professional life, and something you want to do in terms of your social contribution to make a difference. And when you think about that, here's what I want you to do is look back at that statement. You can do anything. Let me share something with you. My mother, my mother was a single mother. She sold Mary Kay. She was an entrepreneur. She was a person that not only was she driven to make things happen, to create a great life for us, but she also, she inspired me and she taught me. And it was constantly an affirmation. You can do anything that you want to do. And as you think about yourself and think about your dreams, most people go to their graves with their dreams still in them because they suffer from possibility blindness. But had they been in our household, they would be living their dream just like I'm living mine. And I'm saying to you, as my mother said to me, you can do anything. The other thing is that I learned from my mother, as you think about your goals and dreams, take responsibility for what you want. My mother was a take charge person. She was a person that took responsibility for raising us. And, and she thought like George Bernard Shaw said, the people that make it in this life, they look around for the circumstances that they want, and if they can't find them, they create them. When you take responsibility for your life, as my mother did in raising us, the possibilities of what can come out of that, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of mankind what God has in store for you. So do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. So, so you just, you, you kind of will like just have someone tell the story and then you kind of reconstruct it with the message, apply it to the audience. And then kind of, where did you learn it from your mother? Your mother impacted you between the ages of zero and five, according to Dr. Martin Seligman, who wrote the book, Learned Optimism, the most exhaustive 26 year study on self-esteem. He said, between zero and five, we form a word in our heart. That word is yes, or that word is no. And so mm -hmm. as you watched your mother and how she conducted herself, the values that she had, you picked those values. Some things are taught, some things are caught. So there was an imprint that was made on you. And that's why you are who you are now. You were molding then who you were going to become in the future with your observation and unconsciously taking on that mindset, embracing those values that you witnessed, and then begin to incorporate them in your life to create a different kind of story for yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it's almost like, it sounds like you could almost take the stories that moved you, and those are the stories you tell to other people. It's like if it moved you, it's going to move somebody else. Also, the, and the lessons that you learned from the story. You learned a lot from her just watching her as a kid. Yeah. So as you, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am and all that I ever hope to be, I owe to my mother. And so when you started talking about her, you immediately picked up and started talking about all the things that she did in a very short time that gave us a picture of who she was, selling Mary Kay, being a driven woman, a mother, who was single and found a way to raise us and was the kind of person that can make a way out of no way. All of those qualities are required today in this era, what the late Peter Drucker called 
the era of the three C's, accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition. So you have in you, if we were working, if I spoke and Honor and I spent time with you, we will extract from you a title out of your heart that resonates with you as a person. And out of that title, a book, a title for your book and that keynote message. Why? We know about Dr. Martin Luther King because I have a dream. The Kennedys asked not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Les Brown, you gotta be hungry. So there is a story in you that will distract, dispute, and inspire, that will distract people from their current story, that through the execution of your story and the things you learn from your mother and your own life experiences, you dismantle their current belief system and you inspire them to become, as Mother Teresa would say, a pencil in the hand of God and start writing a new chapter in their lives. So I love this. And I've got a question for you, Dr. Ona, okay? So it's interesting because you you complete a lot of his sentences because it's like you guys, you know, speaking from the same place. But, and I agree with this very much. You know, you said this earlier that people become... I think you said we are the, basically the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. We live into that. So, Dr. Ono, my question would be, from your opinion or your perspective, what is the story that your dad has told himself about himself mm. over the years that you think has positioned him to do what he has done, right? So, there's some story that we're all telling ourselves in our head. Yes. From your first hand, like growing up in the house and being there with the man, what do you think is the story he tells himself about himself that has helped him become who he is? Good question. That's a great question. The story that I believe my father has told himself about himself is that he has greatness within him. And he tells his audience members that. And I, I we also say that, when you're doing this type of work, whatever you put out, it comes back to you a hundredfold. And so iron sharpens iron. And as he's telling the audience, you have greatness within you, I believe that he's also repeating what he has told to himself time and time again, having to rise above and against all of the different things that happened during his childhood and being adopted and being raised by my grandmother, Mamie Brown, and not really having any formal education. And even though I'm sure the negative inner conversation would kick in and say, I don't have what it takes, I'm not qualified, I'm not worthy of this, to be able to stand in front of thousands and demand and command the stage so that people can, can actually have their lives be impacted. However, if he would say to himself, I have greatness within me, and I'm gonna show them that they have greatness within them, mm. that within itself, now you're coming from a different space because he is positioning himself to be utilized as an instrument in that moment. And so I've watched my father be in times when he was battling the big C that we call the little C, that's what we call cancer. And he would be in pain. But Twice, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, several times throughout the years where he would take the microphone and actually be in pain. However, once he would start to speak, because the message was coming through him and not from him, all of a sudden mm. the pain would go away. 
and he would be able to empower people and uplift people and watch them go through what we call a transformational experience. So that is what I think is one of the greatest things that my father's ever said to himself and to audiences around the world, and that is you have greatness within you. Nobody's ever asked you that question before because that was a pretty awesome answer. That sounded like you given that. <laughs> that was really, really awesome. Um, you asked a real good question. I love that. So the story, and I think this is really interesting. I think it's ironic that the people who are speakers and authors, right, they're sort of like, they're supposed to be the experts teaching personal development, yet they struggle on a day-to-day -day basis with the same things that everybody else struggles with. And I think there is a story that speakers have to overcome, right? They, they say, well, gosh, there's a million speakers out there. And, you know, I don't have 5 million views on YouTube. And I don't have a podcast that gets 100 million downloads. And I'm not a best-selling author. And there's already a Les Brown. And there's already a Tony Robbins. And there's already a, a whatever. Is there anything that you would say to somebody that maybe has some of those doubts that either they're too late or they're too old, or they're not enough? Because the reality is there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of competition, you know, to what Peter Drucker said. Talk to us about I would like to speak to this first because I know a little bit more about this. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because I had to find a way to find my voice in the shadow of this gigantic yeah. light, this gigantic How did you do that? <laughs> yes. And so in my mind, I was constantly saying to myself, there's no way on earth anyone is going to find value in what you have to share. And there's no way you'll ever be able to measure up and fill these huge, gigantic shoes. And that was my biggest challenge that I had to overcome and realize that it wasn't about me becoming a Les Brown Jr. or becoming this person that was exactly like my father, but finding my own style, my own unique voice, my own way of expressing what I had to express in order to help the people that I would be able to help. Because what we teach our actual speakers that we work with and we have been grooming and cultivating throughout the years is that there's someone that has your name on them. There's someone that will resonate with your voice and your voice alone. And they won't be able to hear it from mm. Anthony Robbins or Brian Tracy or Jim Rowan or, or uh, Les Brown. They will only be able to hear it from you. And we sincerely believe that because it will have something to do with the makeup of who you are, your ethnicity, your where you were raised and the beliefs that you have and some of the experiences that you've had to grow through and not just go through. And so this was what I had to hold on to was to realize that I had something special in me. I had greatness in me. It was not just exempt for just dad. <laughs> he was not the only person that had greatness in him and that I was going to be able to reach people once I was able to celebrate and embrace who I was in my own unique way. That's what a speaker has to do for themselves. Celebrate and embrace who they are and get out of the comparison game. This is not a comparison. You don't need to compete with anything except for the greatest vision of who you can become. And the key is we start out first focused on the messenger mm -hmm. and then the message. Because to me, live 
an achievement-driven life so that you're speaking not just from some theory or something you read from a book, but you're speaking from experience, that you're still reaching higher. You know, when you think about something that Socrates says, that a man's reach is to supersede his grasp or what are the heavens for? And so we must continue to, to reach. Now, I'm, I'm 75 years old, and I still have goals and dreams that I'm working on. I used to think people in their... 40s were old. Now that I'm 75, I feel like I was a waiter at the Lord's Supper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Doesn't he look? Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. So let's talk about that just a, a little bit less. You know, I, I met Zig at NSA. Um, I was in a contest called the World Championship of Public Speaking for Toastmasters, and I was 23, and he actually came and sat next to me randomly, and we became buddies, and then I was with him, and I would go see him. I'd be backstage with him and stuff, and right up to where he had his fall, and he started to lose his short-term memory. So it was, I knew him towards the very end of like his career. What do you think about now? Like, do you think about, you know, succession planning in terms of, you know, transferring things over to Dr. Ona or, you know, like what are some of your goals? Like what, what is the thing that has your attention now? Mm. That's, that's a good question. I'm focused yeah, now. Question, yes, he does. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you learn, you earn, and you pass, pass it, it on. on. And so what I'm doing now, and I'm very excited to being able to partner with my daughter to do that, is to train speakers on how to begin to tell their story in a way that they can make a difference. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. We all have an energy signature. So my goal is to train people around the world and train others how to train them because it's driven by a system, not a personality. And so I'm excited. I've, I've got speakers now who can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me. Now, my daughter thinks that she can't. But she can't. <laughs> yeah. I just want her to know. I know a thing or two because I've seen, seen a, a thing or two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Echo. She knows all your lines, though. You're, see, see, this is, here's why she has an advantage. She knows exactly what she's going to say, and she knows exactly what you're going to say. You're the one that should be scared. You might not know what either one of you are going to say, but she does. I like it. I like it. I like it so much. Well, I guess, so, so let me ask you this. You know, you've mentioned that you guys, you know, do some speaker training and all of that, and we'll, we'll put links, but where do, where do you want people to go if they want to tune in and, and learn more about this or, you know, follow on your journeys? Yes, they can definitely go to onabrown.com. That's O-N-A-B-R-O-W-N.com. And they can go to lesbrown.com. They can go to our social media and follow us there and DM us. And we're going to be doing so much more. We just came back from Singapore. It was an amazing trip. 20 hours there, 20 hours back. We trained and did uh, work with an audience that they was around four or 500. And we really, truly, sincerely believe there are quite a few people that are 
going through the motions of training people. But here's what we really truly believe, Rory, and that is that the more voices that we're able to uplift and to empower, the more voices that come forth and start to speak from their truth and show people ways to get to their greatness and to make it through these seemingly dark times and to shine their light, the better the world will be. And so it is not about being afraid of someone becoming competition. There is no competition for who my father is. I believe that he is a walking, living, breathing legend. And he is a legend that is being, he's doing the work of empowering others so that his message will live on. And I'm so honored to be a part of that in carrying the torch and not allowing his message to ever die. He will always live on in the hearts of those whose lives he's touched, and he will definitely be a part of those who have taken on their voice and will spread the message that we are here to spread. I love the saying, evil prevails when good men and women do nothing. And so mm. we as good men and women are doing our work to make the world better. And that's why, Rory, we're so honored to be able to collaborate with you because you setting an intention to do this work and make this available to people in a time like this when it's important to have something that can feed your faith. We love the saying, feed your faith and your fears will starve to death. Mm. And yes, what am I doing? One of the things I did not mention, I want to, I'm looking for seven people that are hungry, hungry that to make a difference, to, to be able to establish a company that they can feel good about and pass it on to their children and to their grandchildren. This is not for everybody. I only work with seven people for a whole year, one-on-one. -on -one. This is my one-on-one -on -one training for high-end clients. And trust me, at the end of that year, well, even during that time, they're going to make a tremendous impact. They're going to surprise themselves. I will hand them back a different person. One last little thing. So if there was one lesson that you wished you would have learned earlier, so, uh, you know, as a messenger, you know, whether that's on the platform speaker or just within your personal life or professional life, is there a lesson that you learned, you eventually learned it, but you thought, man, I wish I would have learned this sooner. If I would have learned this sooner, it would have made a big difference for me. Absolutely. There's one area that is glaring for me. I would have jumped in is... first. No, <laughs> That is creating collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships with people who you can learn from, people mm -hmm. that will inspire you to grow mentally and spiritually in all the various areas of your life. That, to me, is major. OQP, only quality, quality people. people. Mm. Yeah. And um, I would say, just to piggyback and add to what Dad said, when you're hopping planes and time zones and stages and pulpits, oftentimes you can have your blinders on, right? Because we're taught to focus and to not be distracted and to do what we are we're actually born to do and to live out our purpose. However, in the midst of that, 
we were so busy doing what we were doing around the world and getting these standing ovations and, and making these clients tickle, peek, and please beyond measure that we, we kind of lost, we kind of missed some of this technology shift that was going on. And I remember I, I said, oh, Facebook, what sense does that make? Like, if people want me, they can either call me or they can easily send me you know, an email, but why would I need to go to Facebook? That doesn't make sense. And so I remember watching something and it said, Macy's has a Facebook page. I said, whoa, okay, maybe this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) You know, I don't even watch television. So I would say just being able to tap into technology, if it was Mm. something that I would do differently. And I tell all of the speakers that we work with, plug into the technology, build relationships with people like Rory, know how to actually utilize that to have your message be amplified and to reach people in different and various ways because we're old school. So we're used to being able to do everything offline, but the younger generation, they're doing everything online. Like this is a summit and we are in our home. Yeah. (laughs) That's a perfect example of how times have shifted and being able to move and flow with the, with the shift of times. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think this has been some timeless wisdom, some timeless truths, and just an absolute privilege and honor to get to see you two in your element, in your home, just sharing like, you know, the secrets of, of what you do and exposing people to everything that you have available. So Thank you for everything that you've done, for what you have yet to do, and thank you especially for being here. We're, we're honored to have you. Thank you, Thank you, Roy. we're honored to have you, Rory. Thank you so much for who you are and the light that you bring to the world. God bless you. So if you're interested and you want to work with the Browns and take your life to a whole different level and find your voice and deliver with impact and power on stage, you want to call 877-227 3057. That's 877-227-3057. We look forward to working with you. Until then, keep being amazing and live your dreams. That's all we've got for this edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Hey, one thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in either iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us on social media and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. Thank you.